Chapter 21, That Zealous Apostle. On September 10, 1951, Harold and Anne learned that Anne's mother, Sister Hannah Gadsden, had passed away at the age of 87. Hannah's passing was mourned by six daughters and four sons, 40 grandchildren and 65 great-grandchildren. Her godly and consistent life had greatly influenced her family. Memories of happy visits of former years to the home at Keysborough, including their marriage there in 1907, helped to soothe Harold and Anne's sorrow. Having established and consolidated the church in Dora Creek, Harold looked for a new challenge in his retirement. Harold and Anne moved to Stanthorpe in Queensland's granite belt in mid-1952 to feed the flock there and build up the church. Harold's ministry at Stanthorpe meant that he had now worked in every state of the Commonwealth of Australia. Harold had a number of interested people to work with when he arrived, in addition to his regular pastoral duties. He threw himself into the work with his characteristic energy. The Stanthorpe Church building was dedicated on March 9, 1952 by Pastor Walter Batty, President of the Trans-Tasman Union Conference, several months before Harold and Anne arrived. Brother Fred Moore from Sydney, who had built the Dora Creek Church, also built the Stanthorpe Church. There was still some church debt, so Harold set about removing it. In 1952, Stanthorpe was in a line of churches from Newcastle to Brisbane. An article in the Australasian Record of October 17, 1955, by R.A. Salton, was of special interest in this regard. Speaking of Sister White, the author wrote, over 50 years ago when she was in this country, a vision was given to her that if the northern line from Newcastle to Brisbane were worked with the third angel's message, Sabbath keepers would be raised up all along the way. In fulfilment of this, there are many churches and companies of believers in Hamilton, Maitland, Singleton, Musselbrook, Quirindi, Tamworth, Armadale, Glen Innes, Inverell, Tenterfield in New South Wales, Stanthorpe, Toowoomba, probably other places between the last two names and Brisbane in Queensland. Stanford and Raymond and their families lived in South Queensland, so the arrival in Stanthorpe brought Harold and Anne in closer contact with them. My first memory of my grandfather and grandmother is visiting them at their house in Stanthorpe in 1953. My mother, Donelda, took me to Stanthorpe by bus to pick up my older sister, Kathleen, who had been staying with Grandpa and Nana Haka. The house was on the side of a hill, and Grandpa was working outside when we arrived. It was a humble cottage which had been somewhat derelict until Grandpa and Nana Haka arrived, and Grandpa scythed the long grass and tidied the house and surrounds. Kathleen was five at the time. Her birthday is in January, and because the number of children starting at our nearest school in 1953 was high, only those who turned five in 1952 were able to remain at school. This enabled Kathleen to spend six weeks with Grandpa and Nana in 1953. She remembers, amongst other things, Nana Harker curling her blonde hair with tiny pieces of cloth, having olive oil on toast, something she had never experienced before, bathing in the narrow but deep bath on legs, helping Nana clear the snails that were eating her garden and waiting for Grandpa to come home from work on his bicycle. The South Queensland Conference President, Pastor R.A. Grieve, supplied Harold with a motorised bicycle to help him with visitations. 
Stanthorpe and District produced apples and stone fruit, so visitation to farms required some form of transport. Harold did not own a car and had never had a driver's licence, so the motorised bicycle was helpful to him as he visited around the district and negotiated the hills in Stanthorpe. On March 13, 1954, Florence Marriott Harker, Harold's sister and one of the Hastings Five of 1893, passed away in Gosford, New South Wales, bringing great sadness to Harold and Anne. Since entering the Bible and Coalporter work in Christchurch in 1897, she had given 57 years of her life to this work in New Zealand, Victoria and New South Wales. Florence and his sisters Leela and Laura never married and they referred to themselves as unclaimed treasures. Their great hope was that Jesus would claim them when he came back to receive them at the resurrection of the saints that accompanies the second coming. At an elevation of 3,000 feet or almost 1,000 metres, Stanthorpe was subject to severe frosts and even snow. Anne struggled with the cold weather during winter. After two years in Stanthorpe and a successful ministry there, the time had arrived to consider a final move. Harold and Anne made the decision to move to the Blue Mountains, west of Sydney. The Australasian record of November 8, 1954, carried a brief piece about this final move. Writing from Warramoo, New South Wales, that zealous apostle, Pastor H.C. Harker, says he and Mrs. Harker expect to reside there permanently, adding, this last move is about our 51st since we were married 48 years ago. Just before leaving Stanthorpe, I noticed a name on the front of a house near our church which took my eye. Done moving. Said I to myself, that would be a good name for our next house. Whether Pastor Harker's stay in Warramoo be short or long, we predict that there will soon be accessions to the faith in that district. Harold and Anne moved to 1 Cross Street, Warramoo, in the Lower Blue Mountains, midway between Penrith and Katoomba. Pastor A.H. White lived in the same district. For some years, believers met in Pastor White's house. Harold and Anne's arrival increased the numbers, which had been growing slowly but steadily. Both happiness and sadness were Harold and Anne's lot in 1955. On April 26, Jack, their youngest son, was married to Valda Hall in Hobart. All their children were now married. Then on November 16, Winifred's husband, Percy, finally succumbed to tuberculosis at the age of 48. Winifred and her children, Malcolm, Noreen and Graham, were now without a husband and father. Harold assisted his old friend, Pastor A.W. Knight, at the funeral services. There was happiness again, as Harold conducted the wedding of his oldest grandson, Douglas Wood, on December 18, 1955. On January 30, 1956, an article written by Harold entitled Five Christian Workers in One Family appeared in the Australasian Record. It recounted the story of how Harold and his sisters and brothers came to New Zealand and the conversion there of Florence, Leela, Laura, Norman and himself to the Adventist faith and their subsequent service in the Adventist cause. Harold's article was accompanied by a poem, The Coming of the Lord, written by Florence Harker. In 1956, the believers in Warramoo voted unanimously that they needed a place in which to worship. They had neither money nor land, but in one meeting raised 200 pounds, which was sufficient to purchase land, 
a nice level block off the main road but close to the railway station. The next task was to raise money for the building and furnishings. Pastors Harker and White energetically solicited funds for the building. Money came in from all directions and the church was constructed at a cost of little more than £900. Brother Fred Moore, who built the Dora Creek and Stanthorpe churches, built the Warramoo church. On entering, worshippers were directed to the words over the rostrum, Be still and know that I am God, inviting reverence and quietness. Over the front of the pulpit was the word Ebenezer, which means hitherto the Lord has helped us, a reminder of how God helped in the building of the church and that he continues to help his people. Over the door leading to the minister's vestry were the words Jehovah Jireh, which means the Lord will provide. Another reminder of God's provision of funds for the church building. Over the doorway through which members and visitors enter and depart was the word Mizpah, which means the Lord watch between you and me when we are absent from one another. The dedication of the new church took place on November 24, 1956. The conference president, Pastor H.J. Halliday, led out in the dedicatory service. He was joined on the platform by Pastors A.H. White, H.C. Harker, E.R. Whitehead, A.W. Knight, G. Peacock, the church treasurer, Brother E. Burke, and the builder, Brother F. Moore. Alderman Hershey was present, representing the mayor and local authorities. Brother Burke announced that the church was completely free of debt. The offering for the day yielded 43 pounds, which helped to provide further amenities such as concrete paths and a road crossing to the street. The Australasian record reported that Pastor Halliday's dedication of the church was to God the Father, to his son Jesus Christ, the saviour of the world, and to the third person of the Godhead, the Holy Spirit. It was to be a place for the study of the scriptures, a place of prayer for all people, a refuge for the heavy laden and a place where the weary could find rest for their souls. As a Seventh-day Adventist church, it was also dedicated to worship on the Sabbath day, a day set aside for the contemplation of the works of God and spiritual preparation of a people for the return of our Lord at his second advent. The Sunday evening following the opening and dedication service, Pastor White suffered a fatal cerebral hemorrhage. The sadness of his passing was tempered with the knowledge that his works would live after him and that God had permitted him to see the fruit of his labour. Pastor White was in his 77th year. Born in Southampton, England in 1880, Albert Henry White became a Seventh-day Adventist as a 17-year-old in Cape Town, South Africa along with his parents and brother and sister. He was at Avondale College while Harold was there. Both were born in England and both had been converted to Adventism in a second country before coming to Australia. Harold felt his friend's loss keenly. On Sunday afternoon, January 27, 1957, Harold and Anne celebrated their 50th wedding anniversary at Strathfield, Sydney. Six of their seven children were present as were 14 of their 16 grandchildren and one great-grandchild. Anne had four of her sisters and one brother as guests. One sister, Mrs Alice Mason, was her bridesmaid. Many friends were also in attendance. The golden wedding celebration included musical items, recitations and brief speeches. As the celebration drew to a close, all joined hands and sang the words of the hymn, Blessed Be the Tie That Binds. 
Harold continued to care for the pastoral needs of the Waramu area. On March 23, 1957, the Waramu Church was officially formed in a meeting call for the purpose of organising the church. It was usually the practice for a church to be organised and then a church building erected, but the reverse took place at Waramu. The church was built so quickly that it overtook the normal process. In reporting the meeting in the Australasian record, the Secretary-Treasurer of the Greater Sydney Conference described the proceedings. Pastor Halliday presented the address for the church organisation meeting, outlining the experience of the early church and reviewing many of the fundamental beliefs of our denomination. The speaker then invited all those who believed in the doctrines and teachings of the Adventist faith and wished to form a church at Waramu to stand. From among these, three members, namely Pastor Harker, Brother Donaldson and Sister A.H. White were chosen as a nucleus for the forming of a church. These members in turn voted in the other members present and now an accredited church of 13 members is letting its light shine in the Blue Mountains district. 13 may seem a small number for a church organisation, but the point we should emphasise is that it's not so important as to how small we start, but how big we grow. And we look forward to growth and development from this new church in the Waramu district. Harold continued his work in the Waramu area, riding his bicycle to visit members or to give Bible studies. The time came, however, when Anne suggested to him that it might be safer for him and other road users if he gave up riding his bicycle. Harold reluctantly agreed, seeing the wisdom of the suggestion, and continued his work, walking to his appointments when they were not too far away.